Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We continue our book reading, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue the story on page 61, inshallah. Some of the Muslims, tired of the insults to their faith, derided the helplessness of the pagan gods, as in this taunt about an idol that could not defend itself against animal excrement. A god that lets foxes urinate over his head is certainly weak and base. Incensed, the polytheists heaped abuse on the Muslims as well as their lord. The denigration of a profound spiritual conflict into puerile name-calling was stopped when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade the Muslims to indulge in petty slurs, saying, Do not insult those who worship false gods, lest they ignorantly insult Allah in return. Surah 6 verse 108 as we have seen, every argument forwarded by the polytheists was refuted by Allah himself. While his prophet, peace be upon him, went about preaching his message undeterred by the ridicule and abuse. Realizing the futility of verbal debates and disputes, the polytheists considered using force against Islam to deter people from the faith or path of Allah. The notables and chieftains of each tribe began to ill-treat the Muslims amongst them, and a delegation of theirs approached Abu Talib. They demanded that he stop the Prophet, peace be upon him, from preaching. Persecution had begun in earnest, and several Muslim lives would be lost in the wrath of the Quraysh. Torture, exile, and poverty were what the Quraysh promised, while paradise and Allah's grace were the rewards promised by Allah and his Prophet, peace be upon him. Was it surprising that despite physical limitations, the early Muslims chose to trade the earthly lots for the year after? The persecution of the Muslims was a terrible phase in early Islam. There were numerous heart-rendering incidences in which Muslims were tortured and often killed by the Quraysh. The collective memories of the early Muslim community catalogued the injuries and casualties suffered by its members. And in this biography of the Prophet of Islam, it is fitting that we mention the lives and deaths of his most ardent followers, those who recognized the truth of his message and died believing in Allah and his messenger. Bilal bin Rabah was the slave of Umayyah bin Halaf. Incensed at his slave's assertion of spiritual independence, Umayyah would hand him over to the street urgents after tying a rope around his neck. As they would drag him, Bilal would reiterate, One, one, in reference to the oneness of God. Umayyah would also bring Bilal out at noon and throw him on his back on the burning sand or stone with a heavy rock on his chest. Then he would say to Bilal, Now by God you will lie here till you either die or deny Muhammad and worship Lat and Uzza. Bilal endured the affliction, reaffirming his faith in Allah by calling out, One, one. Finally the torture ended when Abu Bakr saw Bilal as he was passing by. His wealth was now a tool with which to earn Allah's pleasure, and he purchased Bilal and freed him. Amr bin Fuhayra was another early believer who endured beating so mercilessly that he lost his senses and did not know what he was saying. Afla, also known as Abu Faqi, was the slave of Banu Abdul Dar. He was usually taken out in the scorching heat at noon in fetters and forced to lie naked with a heavy stone on his chest. Often the agony rendered him insensible. On one occasion the pagans tied a rope around his feet and neck and dragged him about until he nearly died. 
he was finally rescued by Abu Bakr radiallahu an, who, unable to see a fellow Muslim suffer so, brought him out of bondage. Afla was among the early Muslims who later migrated to Abyssinia. Habab bin al-Arat radiallahu an, a well-known companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was bought by a woman of Banu Khuza named Um Anmar bint Sabah. He was a blacksmith, and to make Kabab renounce his belief in the Prophet wasallam, Um Anmar would brand him on the back with his own tools. Others would also join in the torture. They would twist his neck, pull out his hair, and even throw him on burning coals. A rock would be placed on him so that he could not move. Miraculously, Kabab's faith grew stronger with each attempt to drive him back to disbelief. Zinira radiallahu anha was a Roman slave girl who embraced Islam. When the pagans found out that she had become Muslim, they tortured her until she went blind and gloated that the wrath of the gods Lat and Uzza had caused her to go blind. It was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who had blinded her, she told them, and if he so willed, he could restore her eyesight. The next morning she awoke to find her vision completely restored. Her tormentors, however, were not convinced of the miracle and claimed that this was nothing more than Muhammad's sorcery. Um Abis, radiallahu anha, was a slave of Banu Zahra. She suffered at the hands of a master, Malik Aswad bin Abd Yahuth, who began to torture her when she accepted Islam. Malik was a sworn enemy of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and used to ridicule him relentlessly. A slave of Amr bin Mu'mil from Banu Adi embraced Islam. Her torturer was none other than Omar bin Khattab, who at that point was still an unbeliever. Omar, famous for his strength, would beat her until he was exhausted. He would then stop, informing her that he was stopping not out of mercy, but out of fatigue. Your Lord will also treat you accordingly, retorted the slave girl. Among the slaves who embraced Islam were also Nahdiya and her daughter, radiallahu anha. These two were the slaves of a woman of Banu Abdul Dar. Mother and daughter suffered punishment on account of their faith until Abu Bakr an bought them from their mistress and set them free, just as he had done with Bilal, Amr bin Fuhaira, and Abu Faqih. His use of his wealth in this manner earned him reproof from his father, Abu Khuhafa, who told him, I notice that you are freeing weak heads. Had you freed strong men, they would stand you in good stead. In reply, Abu Bakr said, I seek but the pleasure of Allah. Through the following verses that were revealed, Allah indicated that Abu Bakr had succeeded in his undertaking. Allah says, I warn you all of a fire blazing fiercely. None shall enter it except the most wretched, those who deny and turn away. However, the God-fearing will be saved from the fire. Those who spend their wealth in order to purify themselves who spend without seeking a reward in return. They seek only the countenance of their Lord the Most High. Verily soon they will be pleased. Surah 92, verse 14 to 21. And that brings us to the end of our reading for today, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The book is compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.